Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to No Funkin' Strictly Monkin', the only show where we rewatch the USA Network original series Monk with absolutely no funkin' at all. I am Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, as always, the conceit of the show is that I am a big Monk fan. I've seen Monk many times. Andre is watching it for the first time. And we both watched this week uh, episode three of Monk, Mr. Monk Meets Dale the Whale. Um, this one is a personal favorite of mine. It definitely sticks out in my thing of Monk. <laughs> is it? Wow. Okay. I love this episode. Yes. Um, and it's definitely a, a strange rewatch. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And overall, I mean, I have thoughts on it, obviously, but just starting off, generally, what was your general visceral reactions to this episode andre um it's very least it's really simple i just i don't see how this could have aired in today's climate it's super mean to fat people (laughs) i mean i was shocked honestly the whole time i was watching but it was funny i mean it's funny and i hate to say that it's funny but it kind of like makes me feel ashamed to laugh at it at the same time if that makes sense that is true now, I think you are right that it is very, very mean to fat people. Um, it is. It's. I, but for me, though, when I watch it, it's honestly, this is funny to say, but like, he is so beyond fat that, like, I don't even. It t- I need to almost step out of it to th- recognize that it's a fat joke because it's like, yeah, but like, no one's actually this fat. And obviously, there are people who are that fat. But anyway, because uh, Dale, I believe, is like 822 pounds or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. He lost no, 100 pounds. He had topped off at like nine forty or something like yeah. that. No, but like it's all like the references. Like even Monk calls him Fat Boy at some yes. point, which was just like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot, a lot of fat jokes um, that I think are that like for some reason I still um, they still play for me in a way that I don't really feel good about. But like once again, a lot of it like when you say about someone who's like three hundred pounds, when you joke. Like, that they can't fit through a door. That's really mean. When you say it about someone who's, like, 820 pounds, they actually can't fit through the door. Yeah, <laughs> So no, it feels yeah, different. That's, it that's... feels different. Anyway, but I'm, I'm just trying to justify my own uh, blind spots. But I wait, think... no, pers- hold yeah. on. Okay, sure. Wait, wait. Before we get into that, so when, I, when you first announced it, or you teased it last week, when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, and next week we'll watch Mr. Monk, Mr. Meets, Mr. Monk Whale. meets Day of the Whale... I legit thought it was gonna be like an Ace Ventura kind of thing. Like he was just gonna be like a like a mascot for like a Niners, uh-huh. like a, a San Francisco yeah. team. I did not know uh-huh. it was gonna be a real person. It's I think that I've had this in my notes. It is such a strange and specific creation, Dale the Whale, for a show that deals so much in classic mystery tropes. Where there's like the classic character for this and that. Dale Whale is like, you've never seen him before. He is a 800 pound media mogul who like controls the city apparently. I Well, but it's not only that, it's just like, this is the third episode of the show. I this know. is usually stuff that you, that, these are those kind of storylines you bring like season seven, eight, like when you're yeah. running out of ideas. And I'll so, be honest with you, there's one of the reasons I fucking love it. I just love that this is the third <laughs> episode of the show. You know yeah. that Andy Breckman, who created the show and wrote this episode, he had this character from something else he did just stocked. Like, it's like, I got 100%. this Delaware character. Um, and I chamber. think that it is a really bizarre 
character that is beyond anything else is so interesting and that's why i was excited to talk about this episode because there's so much going on with him in terms not just the fact that he's overweight but like the fact that he is you know super abusive he's a dick <laughs> but he also controls everything like i love that it's implied that he controls things enough that he can get a professional baseball manager to take out a pitcher on his own way because he owns the team like oh right he has like he's like george steinbrenner just calling in the calling mm-hmm. in the plays um yeah not only that but like that he apparently had enough money to just scoop up every newspaper in the land if they were gonna um write something about him write negative articles about him but the thing that i think is actually fascinating about dale the whale is that he his history with monk allows us to see monk do things and say things that you normally wouldn't see him say because he's so because he actually has like been like people are inconvenient to monk but like dale was actually like monstrous to him in mm-hmm. uh into trudy when she was still alive that mm-hmm. i think we get um we start to see a real side of monk's edge in a way that it doesn't show up that often but i think when he is being mean to dale the whale even if it is insensitive to, insensitive to uh, you know overweight people it it is still fascinating to see him be like that because he know because he's even like that lessened as the series goes on and i think it's just such an interesting turn that he has really so much hate in his heart for this man. Yeah, Dale Iden Idenbeck, Biderbeck, who is played Biderbeck, who is played by Adam Arkin, Alan Adam Arkin's Arkin, son? Adam Arkin's son. Um, yeah, he was on Chicago Hope for a while, I believe, and then I think now he just does like guest starring roles and directs TV. Um, you know, like I only I only in the 90s. Yeah, I only recognize him as like Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend in Halloween H two O. I recognize him mostly as I recognize him mostly as Dale the Whale, but also as the uh, <laughs> psychiatrist in the West End, Doctor Stanley Keyworth. But that's not here or there. Um, oh boy, uh, that was most. I'll be honest with you. That was mostly just like the when I was thinking about the Doctor thing, I'm like, can I pull his name? I, I, do I got Stanley <laughs> Keyworth on, on the front of the brain anyway? Um, so, yeah. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about the episode, because I think that this is a fascinating trope that Monk goes back to very frequently, which is, the f- and they actually spell it out in this episode of, the man who did it couldn't have done it. And that, I think, mm-hmm. is such a wonderful way to frame an episode, because it's not like the other ones no where you intended. see... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not like the other ones where you see the murder happen, where you just know, like, you're told it's Dale Biderbeck, but, like, it can't be. Right. Okay. All right. So, the first of all, the whole thing starts, like, it literally starts like a scary movie. It was, like, so mm-hmm. tonally different from the rest of it, mm-hmm. um, but I really like that to begin with. But, so, like... The lady is getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me who the lady was. She, she was, was a judge. She was a judge, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, doctor, she had an Italian last name, I don't remember. Yeah. But, so she's getting, you know, assaulted and it's clearly like there's a bunch of commotion going mm-hmm. on. But it sounds like oddly like manufactured in a way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it was weird. Like when you first listen mm-hmm. to it, like the whole conversation. And she's on the phone with the 911 operator, like trying to describe like, oh, you know, this person's trying to kill me, blah, blah, blah. And she names him by name, which mm-hmm. is, like, a really weird thing to do also. I mean, I know that, like, 
I just it doesn't sound like it would be natural to me, but I guess that's the whole point. That's what makes. Of course, I mean that thing is all these things you're saying are I think what makes it actually end up working in the end because of course, in hindsight, because you know, uh, spoiler, and I don't want to say spoiler. You obviously watched the episode that this she was actually already dead when the nine one one call was being made, and this was manufactured to make it seem like. It oh was... my god! I just remember that that happened. Yes, exactly. So yeah. it wasn't even her voice. Exactly, yeah. that's the whole point. Because that's why it sounds so manufactured. Because it is set up, and that's why she identifies my name. But like, obviously, that is a weird thing. But it's also one of those things where it's weird, but not weird enough where you would be like, "That's not her," right? Because like, if uh-huh. she knew it was him, also she's a judge. You'd be like, "Okay, she knew she was gonna get murdered." You know, she wanted to name this anyway. So that's how the episode starts, and it is definitely very weird. And I like the way it's shot. It's shot where you just see the outside of the house um it 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 definitely is a very weird tonal shift from other things in monk but monk also really does juggle tone really frequently i i must i personally think it juggles it well but it definitely is not afraid to especially in the cold opens where there's a murder to tonally do something like that but then we get the credits um and uh then we go back to that house and monk gets called in you know to help out and he wait uh, yeah, he's go. called in but he's at he's at her uh oh right he's playing clue name. beforehand i apologize yeah he's playing clue and he's the worst person to play clue with my yes God. i forgot I, I don't know how i forgot that scene i actually have it in my notes and my eyes just skipped over it yes he's playing clue and he uh is he's, he remembers the last time they played it a year ago what cards everyone had so then when it gets reshuffled out he knows who did it because he can pay attention to all that which doesn't make a ton of sense but it is still funny okay just to, to mirror off of the experience that we have on the show sure you've clearly played clue i've yes. never played clue in my you've life never played I don't clue know before? how it works Clue's i've never great. played clue Ugh. i've never watched the movie i have it's no right. idea so okay I'm it's just... really it's really it's simple okay so you take th- uh, three cards, um, the, pers- the uh, person, the weapon, and the um, location. And location. And basically you put them into a little flap, and those are how the person was killed, yada, yada, yada. And uh, then everyone else has cards. And when you have a card, you know that that isn't one of the things that was done. And I forget the exact ways of how you get, I believe you get them by like going into different places and this, that, and the other. But ultimately the idea is to try to get as many cards as you can so you can make a guess as to um, who did it. Uh, And so technically speaking, if he had the information to know what cards were in a certain place and then he could also remember it a year later like he's, you know, a superhero, which you have to kind of take that he is, he could do that. That is not... If we okay. were to accept that about Monk, that is a possible thing to do to remember to do that. So, I think it's a lot of fun. What do you think? What do you think the worst board game he would be at? The game he'd be worst at. Um, oh, Operation, without a doubt. He would. He'd take way too Ooh. long, and he would just not be able. He he would be so like he, he would just be like, I'm gonna go for the funny bone. Uh, no, I'm gonna go after the like yeah. It, or or um no, he would have a real. He'd have a panic attack if you played trouble um because you know when you hit like the that's dice the one thing, that you touched yeah th- yeah because yeah, yeah, they because they don't land straight it's like i, I he wouldn't know what to do but anyway uh that's i could true. talk about monk playing board games forever but then they get calls of the crime scene right? <laughs> um and yeah, yeah so i think i wanted to ask you back because i think it's really interesting is because i obviously knew who dale the way was 
Did you like the fact, because I thought this was interesting, that they wait like nine minutes to tell you why they're being so coy about it? Like, it's not like it's an immediate thing. Like, they go through the whole crime scene before you ever learn that the reason is because he's 800 pounds. That that's why he couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, I, I, again, I was still going with, like, the conceit that I, I wasn't sure that this man was going to be, like, a gigantic man. Hey, well, of course, I had no yeah. Idea. Yeah, I had no idea. So, I, I ultimately, I, I just, I had nothing. I was mm. just, I, I, I took it all in as it came. Yeah, I, I think, I, well, I, I guess nothing. the thing for me is it feels like it builds, like, a tension of, like, what is it that, what is so crazy about this that they're just not telling Monk that all of these different things. Um, I don't know. I just love the moment where it's like, well, yeah, go. Well, yeah, I mean, the only thing that it's clear from the conversation, it's that Monk doesn't like this person. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, that's yeah. the only in like inferral I could make about it. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, obviously, there's the great stuff with Monk trying to clean up the crime scene because <laughs> uh-huh. it's all yeah. messy. Um, I, I just love, I love how, like, he just, he just yeah, can't How is that possible? But how can he like rearrange shit and like uh well, I mean, he, like well can is the is the wrong word there he like he can of course do that yes, how does he do it he legally it? because no one's gonna report him is i mean like i don't need to tell you that not everything but things the police do right, that are bad right. don't i mean come on like I, yeah you know it's um also thankfully he usually does use like a napkin or something like that so it's i you know it's 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 um not the worst thing in the world <laughs> I had a question. Sure. Did did you? Okay. Um, I kind of noticed when I was watching it. Was the kitchen? Is that the same kitchen set that they use for like almost every, or like for almost every kitchen scene? Because it looked super like close to the same kitchen in the psychics. I don't believe it was. It episode. looked it looked similar, but layout wise, there the psychic one was. Um, I'm trying to think to describe it. The psychic one was to the right off of a long room, whereas the this one looked like it was at the end of like a hallway kind of thing. It just was it, it wasn't in the same place of like a house. So I, I think they actually filmed okay. that in an actual house. It looked like it didn't look. Um, yeah, I don't think it was. And it also was a little th- uh, shorter. Uh, but yes, it does. It did look very similar. But I don't believe that it was. I'm just imagining both of them in my head. They are. I think that might just be the style of a certain neighborhood in San Francisco. Um, gotcha. But, yeah, that is a good question. But anyway, then we finally meet Del Whale. Um, and I think you immediately just despise this guy for 50 reasons before the, like, it, without even mentioning that he is 800 pounds. It's just a tour de force in acting like the worst person alive by Adam Market, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it's the performance of a lifetime, if you ask me. Um, I did like the stylistic choice. Um, so, okay, yeah. So you're introduced to the doctor. I mean, I'm sorry, to um, Dale the Whale. Mm-hmm. But he's also alongside of his personal doctor who's, like, with him 24-7. Mm-hmm. Dr. Christian Barnard. Yes. As a res- Oh, yes. Not Barnard. Barnard's, Barnard's the famous guy he's named after. It, it's Christian Vera. That he took his name from. Yeah, exactly. Which is such a... That is, like, definitely a clue that I'm glad they explained because that would not... Yeah. Yeah, th- but he ends up like having a different name altogether, right? It's like yes. Dan or well, Dale yeah, or yeah. It's it's uh, it's Glenn Q. Glenn Glenn, Glenn Q. Winsell or something like that. Uh, Glenn yeah, yeah. Glenn Q. Sindel, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're introduced to him, and it's it's obvious that 
the doctor cannot stand. Like everybody knows yeah. that this guy, Day of the Whale, is a real asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I did like the stylistic choice of like having him munch on like corn dogs. Like that's the thing that we first mm-hmm. saw of him eating. Because mm-hmm. like he, for the most part, you don't really see a lot of his like bad uh, habits. Like I think mm-hmm. you see him eat the corn dogs then, and then later on you see like him eating like spaghetti. spaghetti. But it, which I'll yeah, be honest with you, I've eaten that. I've eaten that amount of spaghetti before in a sitting. I'm not proud of saying that, but like that wasn't a crazy portion of spaghetti. That's what I'm saying. Like it didn't seem he didn't seem to be that out of control with his eating habits in in mm-hmm. a, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that corn dogs also visually. I love corn dogs. Uh, what you love corn dogs? Yeah, I love corn dogs. I love almost every unhealthy food. I'm not crazy about corn dogs. I'm not crazy about cornmeal. Anyway, um, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, by the way, for everyone listening, I, he gave me a look on Zoom, which is understandable. I I like most garbage, but that's one garbage I don't like. Anyway. I think the visual, though, of seeing the contrastingness of this man who can't control himself to the fact that he get up to 900 pounds with the corn dogs, like five corn dogs, on a silver platter, though. Like, the most, quote-unquote, low-class food uh, in, like, this beautiful... Like, that is... Once again, it is such a bizarre character just to come up with for an episode of a procedural crime show it's so like i just want to know so much about this guy and uh and you do learn a lot but yeah so he's you know he is clearly in control of the situation he basically is like laughing at them um when they suggest that he did anything wrong and he says he'll sue the city again um for unfair prosecution or whatever and i think you malicious the malicious prosecution yeah you just you just get the idea that like this guy is truly not to be fucked with even before you learn about what he did to trudy and i think that that is something you immediately get to that like this guy like yeah everyone hates him but the reason they all do stuff for him is because he is like capital p powerful yeah he's capital p powerful and he's capital a annoying like just constantly making comments obviously making chauvinist comments which is the easiest thing in the book Mm -hmm. and yes and just just an uh, all-around all around piece of garbage, um, yeah. which is an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting portrayal that you're making of an obese person. It's yeah, like, I think God, I, it's, I, uh, it's bad. Yeah, it's. I think that it's. Um, I imagine it has to be like. There's definitely some stuff that's clearly based on. I think a lot of it is like Howard Hughes type stuff. Like just the general mythos of a guy being a billionaire controlling things from like a room. Um, I don't know if there's ever been a billionaire who's been confined to a bed who because uh, he's so overweight. But I think that there obviously is, I think, an unkind metaphor about consumption that you could draw from it, which I think now mm-hmm. as we, you know, have better conversations about body image and uh, obesity that it's not appropriate. But I think that that definitely was in the minds of the people who are writing it, that there's something to say about how, like, he consumes everything. Um, shout out to the Ooh. moon in Majora's Mask. Um, he's, by the way, the moon majority of that does say, I will consume, consume everything. So whenever I think of that phrase, I think of that. Um, yeah, that's what Dale the Whale said generally about menus in restaurants. But anyway, so we, um, you talk to Dale the Whale, he's like, I could have done it, yada, yada, yada. Like, how do they, and they're kind of stumped because he, he hadn't left, he hadn't left the bed in 11 years. Yeah, exactly. And in their like fair play, like how could he have done it? And then they had the side conversation where, you know. Uh, they were kind of talking in his anteroom, and uh, Dr. Veza is talking to Sharona, flirting, which, just because, um, uh, like, we now know, we obviously, 
excuse me, know that he was the one who actually killed the judge. I don't care how much you were forced to kill anyone. If I murdered someone with a baseball bat, I'm not flirting with the most beautiful woman in the world the next day. I'm haunted. My eyes are, like, he's doing fucking voices. I mean. Yeah. No, for sure. And, like, we'll, I'll touch back on that later on. uh, Because it's definitely, it stuck out to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but we also skipped something oh, that skipped comes back things. later. In, right. Yeah. Something that comes back later on, which is, um, uh, Dale, the whale mentions Trudy's last words. Oh, being right. Bread and bread, bread and, and butter. butter. Yes. And I think that that which, is so, yeah. that is it's one of the worst things I've ever seen a character doing anything. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was really bad. That That's what put the exclamation yeah. point on like this guy's yeah. an asshole. And I think it's it's more than just him being an asshole because I think he clearly is the reason why he's able to control people despite the fact he can't leave his bed beyond just the money is that he clearly knows what the thing to say to someone at any moment to break them is. And mm-hmm. when he has dirt. Exactly. And that I, that I think is always a um, an interesting thing to make a character do in any sort of TV or movie show because – not only do you obviously that character's an asshole, but then you learn what the one thing that you can say to someone that will break them is. That you this episode you learn like that there's certain that the lines you can't cross with, uh, can't ever I said can't ever cross. Uh, you can't hmm. cross with Monk is you know the Trudy and specifically her death. But yes, yeah, so um, we did skip that. But then yeah, so we're you know Doctor Doctor Vez is doing voices. He does Catherine Hepburn and then some other woman. Um, uh, obviously, this a comes former back. coworker of Sharona's. Yes, a former coworker of Sharona's. Um, they're good voices. I'll be honest with you. I think that that's probably why the guy got cast. I mean, he's good at doing voices. He hasn't really done that much otherwise. Um, I made a note that his accent's weird. It's and I looked. It's because he's uh, apparently no. Chilean. Same here. I was like, he's Chilean. Yeah, I thought I knew he was Hispanic. One hundred. Yeah, oh, of course. I, yeah, I thought he was. Sp- I thought he was Spanish. And then like uh, Christian Veza is like, okay, that could be. Hispanic of some way, but then we learn his actual name's Glenn Sindel. It's like that's what what you. I just never understand it when you you could have just made it like Glenn, uh, like what's it Sid Sindel, Glenn. Uh, why can't I think of a Hispanic last name that begins with C I? Anyway. Sanchez. Yeah, oh, Sanchez. I mean, Glenn Sanchez. I didn't want to go to easy. I wanted to go a little deeper cut because it always feels a little, no. Honestly, it always feels a little bit racist to be like, why don't you just name him Glenn Sanchez? <laughs> No, I'll tell you why though, because there is a Chilean uh, soccer player named mm-hmm. Alexis Sanchez. So, oh, know, fair enough. Chilean. Yeah, exactly. It's all, yeah, yeah. Um, good. Exactly. So, anyway, he's yeah. He just has a very weird voice. I think it kind of works for the character in a strange way. Like, I kind of, I, I don't. It's it's weird, but it never fully takes me out of it because it's like I guess this is just what this guy is. Um, it's also known his name Christian. It's like sure. Um, Hate but that. anyway, then we go to uh, a judge's office where they learn they can't get a search warrant um, because uh, there's no way the guy could have committed the crime, which seems like, I mean, I'm generally on TV shows, you're supposed to be angry at the judges when they don't issue a search warrant for something like that, but it's like, fair play. Like, <laughs> yes. yes, you're right. You're right. Um, um, yeah. But also, yeah, but also, um, did we did we get to the part where... Uh, okay, forgive me. I'm gonna do this a lot. Um, what's no worries. What's the guy? What's Stottlemyre's uh, Disher? Dish? Randall Disher. Yes, he's a main character. Okay. You'll very soon remember that name. He's definitely a bigger character okay. as the show goes on. 
Okay. Um, I don't know if it's later on in the episode or or right around where we're talking about now, but he also mentions a possible theory of reverse lipos. Oh, of getting that, that comes up. That comes up later. That I just want to tell you. We'll talk okay. about that in a second because that is, in, in my opinion, <laughs> one of the most legendary. I if you ask me to think of the top. 25 monk moments and i reverse light of on there anyway but yeah that's much a little bit no i i love i love that I um love that. Yeah, go ahead. and the thing is also i think that that's a great thing because that shows you what their dynamics gonna be going forward because they kind of make disher a dick in the first couple of episodes which is like just doesn't oh work. yeah because like why like uh-huh. who, he's like not cool enough and i love dumb disher but anyway that's kind of his whole thing he's dumb um but so after the judge's office they somehow like come the, the police basically come up with the idea that sharona will you know work for dale it's like it's got to be super illegal to have a civilian go undercover like that is just feels so (laughs) yeah it's it's leaving so much liability out there for that but you know at this point you could but the thing i do like about it though is that they do set it up that sharona does it because she wants to do it because she because Monk doubts her. I think that that is a choice that is that has made it age better. Because it's like it's not just like that. They ask, they ask the you know, yeah. Because there's the whole thing like cop shows in the '80s where the uh, female detectives they always would just go undercover as like uh, escorts, like that. It like, that's mm-hmm. kind of the trope. Whereas this, it's like she's clearly like, no, I want to do this, and she very quickly regrets it because she works for Dale and. Uh, he, she's trying to be coy, and obviously he knows, which is good. I always hate when TV shows have a character be obviously coy, and the other guy doesn't realize it. Um, but yeah, the, well, well, tell me some of the stuff that happens in that scene, because uh, I think it, it, it's definitely interesting. Um. So, yeah. So, I it, you cut right to her starting working there, and mm-hmm. she's clearly perusing through one of the rooms yes. and find and finds a series of tapes that were per- that pertain to like audio clips interviews with and that judge other sorts yeah. of yeah uh, of the judge that was murdered yeah right mm-hmm. um and so he he calls her because he wants what the spaghetti was mm-hmm. it the spaghetti mm-hmm. yeah so she comes in with it and he's like oh well don't you know don't try to hide things from me that's the one thing in this house you can never do you can't ever hide anything from me because this guy has security cameras mm-hmm. everywhere and how does she play it off again? What does she say that she, she, doing? she uh, couldn't I, find? Yeah, she said she was looking for. I don't think. I think she said she was looking for something. I don't, I don't think it's that important because he's kind of just like, no, you weren't. Like, stop lying. Oh yeah, but also like the really interesting thing about Dale the Whale is that he. This is like they're, they've written a, an obese or fat character to actually be proud of being obese mm-hmm. and fat. Like he doesn't. He has no shame about it. Or at least mm-hmm. none that we can see yes. in the episode. He's very, like, in charge of it and, like, you know, um, promoting almost, it seems, at yes. times. Um, so, basically, like, she's, like, feeding him food, uh, some spaghetti, and she keeps trying to reach over to get something. And then, she's, and then she wants, pretends she wants to touch the dog. And right. he's, like, he's, like, he says, don't be coy. Yeah, you want to feel it? And then he ends up lifting up his shirt. And we oh just my get a God. shot of her looking disgusted. Um, While he's screaming, El Fresco. Yes. It is uh, it's truly a sight to see that you don't see. Like, you just get it. You get all the information you need uh, off of uh, Shrona's face. Um, but This is super interesting, by the way. 
Like, I'm finally realizing what details we each pay attention to. Like, wow. I pay attention to all the grand gestures <laughs> and, like, the exclamations, and you point to, like, all the stuff that, like, I don't ever get to. I mean, like, that's because this is my, things. like, this is probably my seventh time seeing this episode. I've seen this episode a lot. It's okay. really prominently featured in Monk Marathons. Um, a thing I also do, like, a note that it, uh, is an interesting character tidbit that may or may not come up again at some point, that the spot that he hits drone at is he basically like propositions her and she like recoils but then he's like how i know how you you know paid for your apartment in those years in miami or whatever which is like oh scandalous yeah um yeah so like yeah there's just i I think the thing i like about dale in this scene as a character is that i'm always fascinated with a criminal who's being investigated who goes along with the investigation just because he enjoys messing with the people investigating him so much because dale's is never under any illusion that sharona is there because she just wants to work for him like he knows the whole Mm -hmm. time that she's investigating him and he doesn't care because he's it's worth it for him to be able to fuck with her because he's such a control power hungry freak you know um yeah yeah i think that that's great but yes it it is al fresco Uh. oh god i'll never look at i'll never hear those words again and then we smash cut to her vomiting in her uh, toilet at home. Benji, her son, says that she's been vomiting all morning, which I have to say... Is that is, it, is that the same, is yes, that the same it is. kid yes, from yes, episode two? Okay, okay, okay. That, I have to say, I have no doubt it was disgusting. Define all morning, because it was night when that happened. There's no way she... She doesn't oh, have no, fluid absolutely. left. There's no way she has fluid left to still be vomiting. Yeah, and she didn't have a meal when she got home, I guarantee. I know, absolutely not. If At most, ginger ale and pretzels. Um... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then, uh, you know... And she quit, and by the way, she, she quits. quits again. So what, yes. what What number are we at? Three? Yeah, exactly. Three for three. Um, so, Mung then gets a call at Shorter's house from Dale the Whale, who's like, you know, taunting him, like, she quit yesterday, yeah, da 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 you know. Um, and so that, that, you know, just more taunting. Um, but then they go back to the judge's house, and I think this is where things pick up in the investigation, where... Actually, no, wait, sorry, I skipped a scene. They go to Dr. Kroger's. I thought that having a list of scenes, which I have in front of me, would help, but my eyes skip past them all the time, apparently. Um, so he goes to see Dr. Kroger. He squeezes him in when he's eating lunch. And this scene is really... Oh. This scene is really just about Dr. Kroger getting food on his face and Monk not being able to say anything, which <laughs> is excruciating. Uh, I know. It's just... Uh, it's a, it's a constant battle between like obviously come on man if someone's pointing at their chin and like making mm-hmm. that motion they're clearly trying to flag you to tell you that you have something on your face yeah but I, I thought that monk is not comfortable enough to say it which like there's I, there's because I think monk doesn't realize what things are compulsions and what things are just like reasonable things to do because if someone has a smudge on their face it is a reasonable thing to be like hey man you, you got something right here whereas like they would want to know exactly but he I think is like so like no I can't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's uncouth. Yeah. Um. And so so yeah, he goes to that, and mm-hmm. basically he gets what what clue does he take from there? He gets some sort of like revelation. The because he's eating pasta, I think, from a restaurant that they oh! ate at the night before because he couldn't finish. He brought a doggy bag home, and then he remembers uh-huh. the judge had a doggy bag. Um, yes. Now there is something I do take issue with in the next scene when they go back to the house. That 
he says that she was that she was making stir fried beef, which is not a late night snack; it's a regular meal. And I take issue with that because you can eat whatever the fuck you want. Whatever. I mean, come on. I've never made stir fried I mean, beef late can. at night. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just was like, I, I, I've literally never done that, and I've never had anything close to stir fried beef for like as late night snack. But for some reason, I feel like the fact that I could see myself doing that, I was mad. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, monk? What? I know. I know. He's right. Hold though. on he's a right. second. Hold on a second. But it's like after going for dinner. Oh, I know. I'm going kidding. out I'm to kidding. eat. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's also a good monk joke where uh, Sean is telling him that she's going on a date with Dr. Veza. He's like, guess uh, what doctor I'm going on a date with tomorrow or whatever. Do you remember what he says? Oh, my God. Kevorkian. Yes. <laughs> is that the one? Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, I, I thought that was early in the episode. I wasn't sure, but I'm glad I got it. Yeah. Um, it's just... <laughs> I just, uh, it, you know, I, I just love it because it's rare among, you know, makes an actual joke on purpose. Um, and they uh, see a couple things. First, they see a photo on the fridge that is um, of the housekeeper that they also saw in Dale the Whale's apartment. And then we table that because that doesn't happen immediately next. But we also mm-hmm. talk to the girl who was walking her dog, who's witnessed a really, really fat man in the house the night the judge was murdered. Um, also, wait, yeah. hold on. Also, okay. I want to change I want to change my name, my Instagram mm-hmm. name to Senor Monk because that's Senor been my Monk. favorite. Oh, where she calls him Senor Monk. Se- that Senor was my Monk. favorite thing. I love oh Senor Monk. Yes. Yes, it's uh, great. But go, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that continue. scene in a second. Because they're, you know, and the girls, of course, selling lemonade because that's a thing that you know, kids do. That people uh, do. Yeah. Uh, and they basically, she won't answer questions unless he buys lemonade, which feels like, you know, obstruction of justice. I mean, he's not a cop, but I mean. <laughs> you know what? One glass of lemonade, sure. But if yeah. you try to get me to buy a glass of lemonade for each of the clues or each yeah. Morsel of information? No, we have a problem. And that's why that actress didn't do anything after that in her career. However, the actress who's sitting pouring the lemonade apparently has been on a Canadian soap opera for the past, like, 15 years doing well. So good for her. Okay. That's so funny you mentioned that because I literally, like, thought back to what you told me before that the show was, like, filmed a lot in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I said, the little girl selling lemonade, super Canadian. My God. for sure. House. House. Yes. Yeah. It's it's hard. The thing is with kids, it's so hard. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, but the only reason I ever noticed that stuff like that with is that I don't know if you watch on Amazon, but with the, the X-ray feature, I get bored sometimes and I scroll over. I don't know if you ever. Oh, use I've that. never done that. Uh, no, I've never. I especially it's stuff I've seen before. Also for this podcast, I think it's helpful to be you know because I have to provide the tidbits. Um, but yes, yeah. Thank so you. and the thing you always notice is that if it's, if it's someone's only real role, their photo on an Amazon X-ray will be f- a still from that episode. But the other girl, it's like, oh my, that's a photo of her as like an adult. Is she still acting? Sure enough, Canadian soap opera. So, yeah, I mean, she's you know she came out on top out of that. Okay, now let's talk about Senior Monk. They go to talk to the housekeeper, um, <laughs> and she's she. Started working for Dale because he paid her twice as much as she was getting for from the judge, and yeah, so yeah. she was working at the judge's place previously. Yeah, and then and so why did Dale hire her? Uh, he hired her because that's uh well because he wanted more information on 
on the judge. Yes. However, I did. I I might have stepped away for a brief second. What was his whole thing with the judge? Did she rule against him? She uh, had like a case in front. It was, yeah, Pelican brief type stuff where I think she had something in front. Like she had ruled against him a couple times and he um, he wanted so different rulings. To grind? He also I think he wanted different rulings in the future. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with the Pelican brief. Uh, the book slash movie. Uh, Denzel and Julia. I've never actually Robinson. seen the movie, but I did read the book, which is of one of the most rare things in the world uh, that that's the case. It's usually the other way around. Yeah. But uh, yeah. a billionaire. Spo- spoilers for the Pelican Reef, guys. A billionaire like oil tycoon <laughs> uh, assassinates two Supreme Court justices because he is having a case that he wants to go up to the Supreme Court about like some oil drilling with environmental stuff or whatever, and he knows that the president will appoint people who are more sympathetic. Anyway. Okay. Uh, honestly, um, unbelievable concept for a book and movie. If I've heard the book movie's not that good, which is why I haven't seen it, because I'm like, how could you screw that up? It's a layup. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's it's that type of thing. But yeah, so he... And the, okay. what's the big... What's the number one thing that she re- told him that makes her break down saying Senor Monk? Um, isn't it just like, isn't it her schedule? No, no. How did they, how does he get into the house? Oh yes, the the key in the rock. Because okay, yeah, I I made it a note in the beginning of the episode. I'm like, are we really dealing with someone who leaves a message like in stones? Because like <laughs> there was an arrangement of rocks yes. outside yes. of the of the house, mm-hmm. and so we monk finds out before we get to this scene. That it was, it came from a key rock. So, so eventually, she gave uh, Dale that information that the yes. key to the house. By the way, I took the thing with the messages and the stones a lot differently because I know that Disher is the stupid one. So it's a it's a laugh uh-huh. line for me. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, message with stones. I, I thought about it. I yeah. thought about it. I, All I right. gave it serious. Now thought. we finally get there. The scene where it's Disher and Stoudemire, where Disher shares his theory that. He Dale that, committed the crime. Yes, he go. did it. Yeah, that Dale did it. Yeah, he, th- he thinks that Dale did it by first having liposuction performed on him, going across town, committing the murder, coming back to his house and or to somewhere, it's and to problem. have reverse liposuction given back to him. So yes. just have all that fat, fat that was removed. Yeah. And <laughs> and you know what? To Stottle Myers to Stottle Myers credit, she mm. didn't laugh him off. He actually kind of entertained the idea, and he was like a nice guy about it. That that's what I that always have to get the hell out. That always that's always the thing. It's always the same thing where it's something like Disher says it really enthusiastically. Stoner takes it in and says like, "You know what, Randy? I think we put a pin in that and uh, don't tell it to anyone." <laughs> and I think that's yeah, always yeah. so much funnier. <laughs> Just so stupid. Re- reverse liposuction. Uh, episode or pilot Stoudemire would have been upset. Let's yes. just say that. Exactly. That's I think I think that they definitely made good adjustments on Stoudemire. Um it's yeah, I just love that he just is like Randy, like that is uh a reverse liposuction. What like I said, one of my favorite moments. It, it, it really it's a moment that sticks with you. If um, I'm being completely honest, I actually thought for a second that was actually gonna be the conceit of the episode. Well, I'm glad it isn't, because there are some Monk episodes that I think stretch the imagination a little bit, that I just reverse liposuction. I don't even know how that would work, mostly because I'm not 100% sure how actual liposuction works, so 
Well, I mean, I know for a fact that people get fat injected into their bodies. Sure. All the time. But I don't I think mean, it's... But I think that reverse liposuction would really to, only work if you assume that liposuction is like hooking up a hose to someone and sucking out fat. Okay, maybe this is what it is. Maybe in 2003, this would have seemed plausible to people who weren't like... Oh, no, of course. That's, I know, of course. That's the joke. That's why it's... Yeah, but, like, yeah. but, I just, but I think that... Because you have to imagine, in order to come with reverse liposuction... Like, when I was like seven, I probably thought that liposuction was just as simple as hooking up a pump to someone and get sucking fat out. But, uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, but anyway, after that, doesn't go anywhere. We go to um, the doctor, to the Dr. Vez's office, where Monk has a couple of questions, um, which Sharona just wants to be one question, because she doesn't want to ruin their relationship. Uh, I, I, I'm really going to hate if this always happens. I'll say that. If this is going to always happen, where she always has a crush on someone involved in the case, it's not I'm going to be out on Sharona. Crazy. It's not crazy infrequent. It's not an every episode thing, though. It does. It happens, but it's not so often that it ruins the show. Um, okay. It, it is a conceit that they do use um, more than once, um, but it, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, that. Well, yeah. the, okay. The second that. So, yeah, he's asking questions. Uh, are you going to get into, like, what questions were asked? Or uh, not into, well, there's, there's, two, there's two important clues that happen in the office. One is that we see that it was his birthday and he just turned 37, which is in Right, blue. okay. And then you see okay. his two inventions, one of which is a mirror that makes you look skinny, and the other is a big fat suit called an empathy suit. As soon as, as, soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, there it is. Yep. There it is. Yep. And the thing is, thankfully, there's only like seven minutes left of the episode, so it's not like they, they – yeah. I think they know that you know that it's – there it is. Um, yes. Uh, which Absolutely. like if you're Dr. Uh, – you know, Dr. – Glenn Sindel, you know, his real name. You really probably shouldn't hang that up if uh, you're just going to murder someone wearing it. Probably a uh-huh. bad idea. Um, Wait, do you think that was a real, like, article, real thing that he did? Because when you find out later that he he changed identity because he had killed somebody? Yeah, that had, was, right? like, ten years ago. Okay. So, clearly, whoever, like, got him the... What was that one movie where somebody was looking for... Oh, it was Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? A clean slate? Yes, yeah, someone got, he got clean the slate. cleanest of. He got the cleanest of slates because he got his clinic right back up. I just want to congratulate you uh, as a Dark Knight Rises apologist for being the first person in 10 years to reference that movie, and but not Bane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that movie's been coming up a lot in my life, but we're not, I, I, we're not Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on The Dark Knight Rises. I think it's underrated, but it's not here or there. Uh, but anyway, tune in next week. Yeah, but uh, yes, the, he, that is a pretty big stretch. But yes, that is an actual news article, I believe. I don't, I, I don't okay. see any reason to believe that it wouldn't be. Um, uh, okay. Like Donald Trump might hang up like fake magazines with his face on it, but uh, I don't think yes. uh, Christian Vesa does. But anyway, so we go to the here's what happened, and as I do every week, Andre, I hate to do this to you, but it is just it, it's my pleasure to do it. Actually, what happened? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get better at this. Eventually. You will. Um, yes. So essentially what happened is, um, okay, so Dale the Whale found out about the doctor's previous activities or what happened to him. I think it's that implied that that's why he started working to begin with, I believe, is what's kind of implied. Right. But so like that's why Dale the Whale had, okay, 
So the killer is the doctor. Yes. The doctor is the one that did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you, it's clear that he has uh, Dale the whale has some sort of control over him, yes. and that's why he did it for him. Dale the whale is the one that wanted it to happen, mm-hmm. but he was the vessel for which that to happen. Mm-hmm. So he used his empathy suit. He, you know, drove over to the house. Uh, I guess he killed her first. Correct. Correct. He bludgeoned, he bludgeoned her with a baseball bat. And then after that, he played the whole scene out. Made sh- he, put, uh, he had the fat suit on. He went downstairs. He started cooking he, to make the smoke. So he the started, yeah, he started cooking to make the smoke. And then what was it? Did he he open the curtains first and yes. then went to this fire? Yes, so, yeah. because he, so he, he opened he, the curtains yeah. first. Because he needed to be seen, he opened the curtains first and then stepped on a chair to take uh, to take the smoke detector off. Mm-hmm. And what we didn't mention is previously in the episode, Moan Monk was figuring this out. He brought like two chairs, mm-hmm. and he had an officer that was around two hundred sixty pounds step on a chair, and it broke. So clearly, mm-hmm. a man that's eight hundred pounds, there's no way that he would yeah. have been able to stand on top of it. So that's what had his things, mm-hmm. his uh, his his antenna up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways. Back to the murder, he so he made sure that he was seen by the girl who was selling lemonade, mm-hmm. and then called did the nine one one call, mm-hmm. and then because he's he very good there. with voices, that's the thing. Um, oh yes, that's why he did the voice for the lady who was mm-hmm. murdered, the judge, mm-hmm. and he also walked there with like bigger Big boots. boots. Yeah. That was the thing. That's the thing yeah. that they pointed out. I don't know early on. Yeah, it's kind of an yeah. It's that's kind of a smaller detail, but yes, that is you got all of it. Um, and yeah, so the, all the tapes of the judge were so he could practice the impression. Um, it's, it's, yeah. You know, honestly, because of like this whole thing that's happened the last two weeks, I get super anxious at the end of the episode because I'm just like, I have to get this fucking right. I have to realize, like, I, what I'm happened. sorry. Because Jake's an ass. It's, it's funny. No, no, it's, it's funny because, like, these parts are my favorite. This part's I remember the most of, like, the here's what happens because I love the intricacies of it. And I think that this one is um, fascinating because. The ones that don't work as well are ones with that rely heavily on details that you couldn't have picked up on yourself. Whereas this, like, besides obviously the him being under a false identity, um, well, you can tell he's under a false identity. But besides the the reason he's under a false identity is because he skipped bail after he killed a child during surgery, which he says is an accident. And Stalemeyer says, if I believe I'm quoting correctly, you were so doped up you couldn't see straight. Um, right. And uh, you you couldn't know that. But other than that, like. They lay out the thing with the voices. They lay out the thing. Like, all these different things. You never would put them together, but the fact that they're all there, you don't really feel cheated. It's like, okay, yeah, I can see how Mo no, put not all, all that together. No, not at all. As soon as you hear it, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. makes sense. Um, so, yes, that uh, is how it ends. Well, then they serve... Uh, well, Dale's in, and then, like, I can't believe my doctor's a murderer psychopath, yada, yada, yada. But then they serve Dale with a warrant, and he's like, it'll never stick. But then... His doctor says he testified against him in a way that almost seems like they're trying to redeem him, but it's like you did kill a child and a judge. So, what? Okay, one hundred percent. And all, yeah, they the, very much the way that it plays out in the end is it almost makes it look like he's gonna get off mm-hmm. in order to charge yeah. Dale the whale, even though he's the guy who fucking killed her. Yeah, he also killed like, a child. Just, even if he didn't do that, like beyond the murder yeah. of the judge, he correct killed a child and skipped bail. Um, yeah, and then uh, we have a sweet ending. Where Monk, well, Sharona asks Monk, what does uh, bread and butter mean? Bread and butter mean. And um, 
it's it actually is very sad moment and it's but no it's very sad i have it i have it i have it written down here like i well not specifically what happened i remember what happened but i have it written down as aw slash bread and butter it's because that's what do you remember what it was though that what bread and butter yeah so they would call uh his wife would refer to them as bread and butter whenever they had to like split like whenever you're walking down holding hands and like you come across a pole or some sort of obstruction in your path and so they would let go briefly but that they were like bread and butter that they would go back to each other again and that he took that to mean that even though she was leaving for time i.e. dying yes. that they'd be united again at some point soon and that right. thing is just that's just like that's oh, too that's yeah. honestly too good almost to be in the show i love the show but it's just like it's like wow like that's really fucking heavy <laughs> no for real it really it, like it made me like slightly emotional yeah i like i i because I, I, I forgot the way the episode ended and i just feel like a little bit like because i cry very easily i didn't cry at that but like i feel like he and like oh geez Tony, Shalhoub, Jesus, stop acting so much. Um, if yeah, if I were like five seasons into this, I yeah. would have cried. Oh, for sure, one hundred. And that's the, that, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Just side note about TV in general. That's why I love TV because I love that you can do that. Um, with like that, just right. what's wonderful about it as a medium. You build a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That there are things that wouldn't make you cry if you only do them for one minute. But obviously, yeah. Anyway, um, so that's the episode. Um. Uh, do you have any extraneous notes to go through? Because I still got a couple, but um... um, no, it was just a lot. I mean, I'm looking through my notes now. Uh, I think we covered every. Oh, just was this the first or was it the second time that someone's called Monk the defective detective? Second time, someone calls him it in okay. the first episode. Um, right. It's like I said, it is yeah. a common nickname. Yeah. Okay. So that was really sad again um yes. but yeah no everything else we covered or i uh, definitely interjected all right yeah i got my... two more things i actually did cover most of them i'm getting better at covering them as we go through it uh mm. dr sindel whatever his face he brings up when they at when he learns they're 37 he brings up offhandedly no one asked that he was conceived during the great san francisco blackout if you tell me if you know off the top of your head and you're in public just rattling off the dome when and where you were conceived, I don't want to talk. Like, what the, what, what the hell is that? You're in public. This is, you're, you're in front of strangers. I don't need to know. Yeah. I don't know. I barely know you. I don't want to think of your parents fucking. Like, what the hell? I don't know about you, but I want to think about people's parents fucking all the time. That's not. I don't need to hear that. Um, <laughs> and then also, more, more most importantly, though, you are going under a pseudonym. Why on earth would you ever go by a first name that no one has ever had before? No, Christian. Or Christian? Christian. No, he was named after somebody. No, he, no exactly. He no, my, no, my, he was named after Christian Barnard. They know. Okay, yeah, we, we forgot to mention that. He says offhandedly that he, his name's Christian, which is C-H-R-A-S-T-I-A-A-N. I had to really think because every time I try to spell anything that begins with Christ, I always end up spelling my name by accident. Um, it, uh. Christmas really is a nightmare. I write Mary Christie so often. Anyway, um... Yes. That, uh, and he says he was named after Christian Barnard, who was the South African doctor who could perform the first heart transplant. Cool. That mm-hmm. is, I understand that that is who he's named after, but if you don't want to draw attention to yourself, like, that's the only other Christian. Like, you don't have to go by John Smith, but, like, David Sanderson, you could have done? Yeah. Actually, I think or... that's the name of Louis C.K.'s character in Parks and Rec. Anyway, 
Um, uh, you're I'm, canceled. I know. I, I understand, but you know, I just I was thinking of where to get that name from. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Christian Veza, real. Yeah, that's like making your name like uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Like, and, and also like why his name's Glenn Q. Sindel. And obviously the actor's Chilean, but let's take from him that his real name is Glenn Q. Sindel. And he's like, I'm going to make my actual what do you think the What do you think the Q stands for? Uh, Probably Quincy. Quincy or Quinn. Quincy, Quinn, was, Quentin, one of the that three. Would've... There's only three real names that begin with Q. Huh. Okay. I mean... We'll get I, back to you next week. Um, I have a, I kind of am obsessed with uh, for like remembering different names and trying to keep like a bank in my head of all the different names I've ever heard. Because I have OCD. Um, and as far as I know, I've never heard a, nick- a name that begins with Q that isn't Quentin Quinn or Quinn- Quincy. Anyway. Um, well, let me know because... because actually, wait, no. Sorry, I'm, I'm an idiot. Quadre Diggs and... Uh, yeah, Quadre Diggs. The, uh, and uh, Kasim Ismail. But I don't think he was Quandre or Kasim um, for the Q. Oh, the, the, the running back. Uh, yeah, well, Kasim Ismail was... Or the uh, kick the, returner. He's a kick returner. He was Ragib Ismail's brother. Ragib Ismail was the rocket. And Quadre, who was much not as good, was the missile. But that's not here or there. Um, All right. But what I was going to say is he's Glenn Q. Sindel. Very white, standard, like, English name. But he's like, my new last name is going to be Veza. He's like, I'm just going to decide to have an e- to be ethnic? <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm just going to be Italian. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> anyway, so that's what I got to say about that episode. I, uh, what, 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 what would you, uh, what score would you give this episode? I had a 7.5. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I know that you're gonna be high. I know you're gonna I'm, be high. I'm, I'm gonna be high a lot because I love the show. I'm gonna say it's either it's between an eight point five and a nine. I'll say an eight point five because there's still not there's still a lot of room to grow. There's there's some of the stuff that is the early monk has that I don't love is still there. But I think that this episode yeah. is really great. Um, I think all the offensive stuff. I'm just really I'm really good at evaluating how offensive something is after the fact. As I'm watching something, I'm really bad at no. It's just like oh. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's eight hundred pounds. Well, okay, that had nothing. Like, that had nothing to do with my sure. rating. My rating was strictly like it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. But my going forward and like mm-hmm. in the past, if the murder is super clever, mm-hmm. like like the actual yeah. means of it, um, then you're gonna get one point extra. Yeah, getting bludgeoned with a baseball bat—that's true. Do it. That is true. Launching off of a ramp, launching off of a ramp into mm-hmm. the brush and down a hill—that's. Yeah, yeah the thing about Monk, oh, with a lot of these, and I don't want to paint your expectations, but usually the murders themselves aren't usually that clever. It's the alibis that are clever, which I think is okay. similar. Because, like, a lot of the murders are just someone gets stabbed, but, like, if it's... Yeah, anyway, I don't want to give examples because then but, I... But, but, even, but even... Yeah, even with that, like, it, I mean, it wasn't yeah, that sure. clever. It was, yeah, correct. It yes. Was, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I very much enjoyed this episode, and I think you liked it as well. Um, and yeah, so next week we'll be talking about. Uh, actually, wait, I have to give plugs. Follow us uh, at Strictly Monk and on Twitter. Wait, no, hold on. Oh. Also, are we gonna do some house cleaning. Oh, we're, oh, right, we right, of that? course. Yes, we are gonna yeah. be going to it twice a week, uh, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, because there's a lot of Monk, and because um, truthfully, I would, I'm always willing to do something twice a week. It's just a question of if the other person is, and Andre asked would you want to do twice a week? And it's like, if you're asking, then yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what we're going to do. No, I mean, we just, we, 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 we have to just like, cause three years or like two and a half years. Yeah, exactly. It's not worth it. And also like, I want to, I, I've been feeling this that like, 
I want to watch more than one episode a month a week. <laughs> it's really no, exactly, exactly. I don't want to watch any further because I certainly don't want to rewatch like yeah. at all. Yeah, and I, I I like to keep things a little fresh. Yeah, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I made so that. yeah, we're gonna be doing that going forward. So this will be out on Friday, and then the next episode will be out on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, so follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. Where can people follow you? Um, at Andre Barrera. Uh, A-N-D-R-E-B-A-R-R-E-R-A Yep, it's, uh, you, you know, follow us there uh, Listen to my other podcast, Marvel Cinematic University Which I think most people who listen to this probably are familiar with it Because uh, it's uh, bigger than this But, you know if I'm still waiting to get a, sh- a guest appearance on Well, this, tell us a movie that you want to talk about And that you have some, you know, it's something interesting to say And I'll make it happen uh, It's not hard it's not I, that wanna, f- I, I want to talk about, like the the last avengers like the last two movies i mean i'll be honest with you that is you're gonna have to be much more specific than that because like on the last okay on, about like, how avengers, much i don't like it uh, then i'm not that interested no I'm not talking about how much you don't like well in that case i'm not that interested but like if you look at the guesses <laughs> we had for endgame it's like like we try to bring out the heavy hitters for that like if you need to pick a movie who, that no one else that? wants to talk about i know that michael smith was on it um so can you compete let's with, talk the first hulk uh the first hulk we already did a podcast on that we can talk about the Ang Lee one at some point, but I don't think Jerome's going to want to watch that. How about the Dark, uh, the dark World, Thor the Dark Thor World? The, what's gonna be, did you not know the conceit of the podcast? We've already done every MCU movie. <laughs> to be honest with you, I haven't listened to all of them. So then, I, well, okay, you don't have to listen to all of them to know that. In fact, we started every episode for the first, like, 20 with, we review every ep- movie before Infinity War. That's how we started the podcast, every episode. Wait, hold on. Did you guys do the X Men movies? The first? No, ones? because we well, we didn't do all of them. We did we done some X Men movies, um, because we did the we did all the MCU movies. Now for, during quarantine and like when we had time, we do some other non MCU Marvel movies. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, like we just did Ghost Rider with Zach Harper, which was a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, we can talk about this off mic. Uh, what I can talk about on okay. mic though is that we will talk to you next week when we talk about Mr. Monk goes to the carnival. Let's get monkey!